welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. there, you fabulous interior design professionals. So good to have you here. This is Business of Design. I'm Kimberly Selden, Advocate-in-Chief and a very hardworking interior design professional. So I get you and you get me. And I thought it would be fun to go back into the OG files and talk about a topic that we rarely touch on. And that has to do with the maturity of your business from the infancy stage to the toddler stage to the maturity stage. What does that even mean? It's a fun episode. And before I jump in, you know, I got to hear from Cheryl Horn, right? Hey, Cheryl, what is happening at Business of Design? Hey, Kimberly, you have a very busy calendar coming up and it all kicks off next week uh, with IDS Toronto on January 20th. At 11.30, you are going to be joining Kohler for Falling in Love with Industrial Waste. That may be the best topic I've ever heard. During that presentation, participants are going to learn about the history, vision, and mission of the Kohler Waste Lab. It's going to be a really interesting conversation. Uh, Make sure you head to the IDS website to sign up for those links. Of course, you can find on the Business of Design website. Uh, Later that same day at 1.30, you're going to be doing a Business of Design seminar. It's payday. Now, we started this conversation last year when we launched the program uh, Salary, Revenue, Profit, and Wealth. So this seminar is going to focus in on salary. We are always surprised when we learn what designers are paying themselves, Uh, not just the amount, but also the frequency. Some designers wait until the very end of the year before they um, consider their salary an ongoing expense. So we're going to have that conversation, um, how to pay yourself, make sure you're doing that first and what you should be paying yourself. So again, join us for IDS next Friday, January 20th. You do need to register for these seminars in advance. Links are on our website or check out the Interior Design Show website. Right after that, you are headed to Las Vegas for the Las Vegas market. January 30th, you're going to be talking about no more negotiating. And then the very next day, you're going to be headed over to KBIS to join Kohler and do an interview with Laura Kohler in the Kohler booth. Sorry, that was a lot of Kohler right there. (laughs) But again, January 31st, head to the Kohler booth in the afternoon to join Kimberly and Laura Kohler for that. And then you're not done there. We will give you a couple weeks off, but then immediately following that, you are headed to Australia for March 6th and 7th, BOD 15 two-day intensive hosted by Boyd Blue at their Sydney showroom. So whether you are brand new to business of design and want the boot camp version of the BOD 15, 
or you're a longtime member and need that refresher or clarification on any of the steps, uh, don't miss that seminar. It's not every day uh, Kimberly gets to travel to Australia. So make sure you sign up for that one. And then when you return from Australia, you are headed to Charleston for the BOD Elite Retreat. That's happening April 27th to 30th. Uh, we're really excited about a new location, new content. Uh, space is limited. If you are interested, please get your ticket now. All of these events and more are at businessofdesign.com. Click on events in the main menu. And of course, reach out to me at any time if you have questions. Uh, we'd love we'd love to see you there. We want to hang out in person now that we can and make the most of 2023. We're excited that so many of these events are happening so early in the year so we can really make sure that everyone's implementing what they learn and make this you know, the best year yet. So we hope to see you out there. Take care. You are so right about that. We do hope to see you face-to-face is the best way to skyrocket the transformation of your business. And I guarantee if you make it to the retreat, the elite retreat in Charleston, we will take you from whatever stage your business is into a mature business. We've seen it happen over and over again. That's also true for Australia. So really looking forward to seeing you all in person. Please sign up. We'd love to spend this time with you. We'd love to make you our next success story. Come on the podcast. Share the wealth, everyone. Thanks to Cheryl as usual. And let's get into the show now. The topic from infancy to maturity and everything in between. Most businesses follow a tried and true trajectory from an infant stage where you're just learning the ropes to a full-blown stage of maturity where you are enjoying the perks of business ownership that you dreamed of. You're profitable. You have confidence. You have clients who love you. You have a robust trade. You're growing independent wealth. So you could retire one day if you choose to. All of your cylinders are firing when you have a mature business. And the reality is most design professionals never, ever get there. I know it looks like they're there. When you're looking at Instagram, when you're looking at TikTok, I know it seems like they're already there. But 99% of our industry is not thriving like you might imagine they are. How do I know that? Well, I know that because we've been teaching business of design since 2004, and we have met thousands of designers in more than 50 countries around the world. I used to think I was unique. I used to think I was the only one who was suffering, who was struggling, who wasn't making it happen. Turns out I was never alone. I just imagined that I was alone, and that was fueled by the tragic reality of meeting other design professionals and saying, how's your business? And they would say, it's great, never better, couldn't be happier, when in fact that wasn't the truth at all. I know that we've made an impact in the industry since 2004. I know we have. I can see it. When I first started talking about business of design, what I was doing in my business to be able to answer the two most important questions clients have what is this going to cost me and when is it going to be done? When I started sharing that information, the majority of the audiences I met with were completely stunned and it seemed like a foreign language and they just couldn't wrap their head around it. 
Most designers back in 2004 were going to the consultation for free. Most designers back in 2004 were charging well under $100 an hour. And most never dreamed they could earn six figures or more annually by doing the work that they happen to be good at and love, right? It wasn't even in the realm of possibility. Unfortunately, today, the majority of designers are still making subpar salaries, especially when you consider how much risk and liability we assume by stepping onto a job site. I mean, this is not a job without risks, right? And because we're willing to take those risks, we need to be paid. And because we're a professional, we need to be paid. So yes, I do believe we've made a difference because we now know it's possible to earn a great living doing this work. It's possible to run your projects in a linear, organized fashion, and it's possible to answer those two important questions, right? How much is this going to cost and how long will it take? So let's start by looking at those three different stages, and I think you'll quickly be able to identify where you are, and you might have one foot in one stage and one foot in another stage, and that's okay. Let's start with the infancy stage. What do we know about infants? (laughs) I think we can all agree. They are self-centered. They are unregulated. They are dependent on others for their very survival. They're not terribly picky about who takes care of them, right? Any pair of arms will do. They require constant supervision, untiring devotion, and an all-encompassing attention. They don't have any set patterns. They don't have a concept of day or night. They're sometimes adorable, right? (laughs) And we love them. But most of us agree that caring for an infant is a lot of work. Design firms and business owners in their infancy are no different. We are unregulated, and therefore our businesses are also unregulated. And at that early stage, your business requires constant supervision and untiring devotion and all-encompassing attention, just like a human infant does. But here's where the similarities end. A baby outgrows the infancy stage relatively quickly, right? But as a business owner, we can stay there forever, forever. That's right. Time in the game means nothing. I meet so many talented designers who say, I'm really embarrassed that you're telling my story because I've been doing this for 25 years. Don't be embarrassed. I did it for a decade. And I would have done it for a lot longer if I hadn't stumbled onto that book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, right? My life as an infant designer started with working for a friend of a friend. She heard I was in design school. I had a lovely home. Uh, She phoned me to ask her for help. And because I didn't have a lot of experience in the profession of interior design, I decided to give her a really good price for my services. In fact, it was the deal of a lifetime. Nobody would turn it down. I told her that I wouldn't charge her for any of my time. Instead, I would charge 10% markup on any of the items she purchased. Great deal for her, right? And big surprise, this client did not value or respect my time. What did that look like? Well, I showed up at her house uh, at an appointed time, and she was busy. She was making soup. She was holding her baby. She was talking on the phone. Meanwhile, I have two little kids at home, and I've had to pay a babysitter to show up on time for this meeting. And 
she keeps me waiting for 30, 40 minutes before the meeting starts. I wish I could tell you that I didn't allow this to go on for very long, but that isn't my story. Oh, no, no. I pretended everything was fine, and I kept going like this for years. Your infancy stage may look different than mine. Maybe you weren't as completely clueless as I was. But if we're honest with ourselves, we probably can see the telltale signs of infancy. I know when I reflect back on my early days in business, I realized that my problems were these. I had no boundaries. When the client asked me to do something, I said yes. Even if I didn't want to, I so badly wanted to please, and I thought I would learn as I went along. I was undiscerning. I took every single job that came my way. I set goals, but of course I didn't stick to them. I negotiated and discounted my fees over and over again. I ignored red flags, you know, when clients asked me to do something that was unreasonable. I never took time to evaluate what was working and what wasn't. The fact was nothing was working, but maybe if I had slowed down and met with my accountant, he would have said to me much earlier, hey, by the way, did you know you earned minimum wage this year? That was painful. I didn't understand how to get paid. Chasing clients for money was totally humiliating, and yet I found myself doing it for years and years, and I avoided conflict. You don't want to pay this bill? No problem. Money's not important to me. The most important thing is that I make you happy, even if I'm miserable, right? And of course, I had no confidence. Initially, I attributed a lack of confidence to being new to the business, but a decade later, uh, guess what? No confidence still. What's going on here? And that's probably as good a segue as any to toddlerhood that I can think of, because after a certain amount of time in the game, you know, two years, three years, five years, whatever it is, most of us would say we're not at the infancy stage anymore. We're at least at the toddler stage. Thank goodness. Well, don't celebrate too quickly. If you've had children or you know people who have, most of us will tell you that we imagined, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this baby is walking because I'm so exhausted from carrying an infant around. And when that day happens, when that little human is let loose in the world and they can motor around, our troubles are just beginning, right? Turns out it's way easier to remain in the infancy stage than it is to remain in the toddler stage. And the bad news is, I would say at least 80% of design businesses are in the toddler stage and stuck there indefinitely forever. And it's absolutely the worst place to be. Toddlers are full of questions. They're always on the go. They're stuck stubborn because they think they know a thing or two. They are unreasonable. They are erratic. They are constantly in motion. They are insatiable and they are an unstable beast, right? Like the infancy stage, while a human lifespan allows for a mercifully short toddler period, in business, the stage has no definite ending. Time in the game changes nothing Nothing at all, except for me, I felt more and more ashamed and embarrassed that I wasn't succeeding in any sense of the word. The problem with the toddler stage, or at least one of them is, the projects are getting bigger and the risks are getting 
bigger. And we think to ourselves, my God, I've been doing this for a while now. So shouldn't I know more? Shouldn't I know how to handle clients better? Shouldn't I be able to talk to my trades better? Shouldn't I have fewer deficiencies, make fewer mistakes? Shouldn't clients be paying me without having to chase them for money? Why am I still here? And if you're like me, you begin to hide the fact that things aren't going so well when you meet other designers because they're faking it too. I kept rallying myself. I kept saying, I'm going to buckle down. I'm going to improve things. I'm going to make this work. I'll work harder. I'll work faster. I'll add an assistant. Oh, what a great idea, right? Add an assistant. Imagine a toddler getting an assistant. Guess what? Not going to work very well, right? But that's what we do, right? We'll add staff. We'll add an assistant. I'll get more organized. I'll get up early. I'll stay up later. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. That sounds exactly like a toddler, doesn't it? No wonder so many designers quit the business in frustration. Yeah, quit. Think about it. How many designers do you know who are no longer running a design business, right? What are they doing? Well, they're at Restoration Hardware, they're working at a fabric showroom, they're coaching other designers, right? Maybe you're like me and you're not a quitter and you say, no way, I am going to see this through no matter what it takes. I will just keep pushing myself until I get it right. I'll give up weekends, evenings, I won't take a vacation, I won't take a salary, not until my business really takes off. Besides, I love the work. I really do. I don't see this as a sacrifice. I'm building sweat equity. Oh my gosh. How many years can you keep doing that when that's the internal messaging? Why on earth would you want to be the boss if that's the reality? It's not very fun, right? I remember thinking what it would be like owning my own business. You know, the promise of cash and rewarding work and glory and fame and a abundant free time. And I got none of that. None of that. I had the formula backwards. I thought the formula was 80% creative, which I got, plus 20% business, which was an annoying part of the job, the reality I had to get through, when in fact, totally the opposite, 80% business plus 20% creative. And there is no shortcut. The good news is the 80% is the only part we teach at Business of Design, and you already know how to do the 20%, but once you get that 80% in place, once you have systems and strategies and protocols and you just follow them, you have so much time and energy and passion required for the 20% that is fun. But getting there means you're going to have to surrender some of the ideas you have now that you think are working but truly they're not working. If you're not getting the results you want, you're not making 98% of your clients happy, they're not repeat customers, they're not referral customers, and you're not able to answer those two important questions, how much is this going to cost and when is it going to be done, then you're not there yet. You're probably stuck in toddlerhood. Maybe you have a toe in a mature business. Maybe you're doing one part of it really, really well, but that toddler part is just weighing you down. I can't honestly say to myself, I'm running a mature, thriving business unless my projects are successful, meaning I have happy clients. They started 
the project with me and they finish the project with me. I have confidence. I'm excited and eager to work with people because I know the value I can bring to those projects. And I have to have profitability. That is a measure we must meet if we're running a mature business. I mentioned my accountant years ago. I had been losing money year over year or making $100, like really, really doing poorly. And then one year I ended up making $30,000 and I thought, this is it. I've now put my foot on the path of success and I'm really going to start killing it now. And my accountant said to me, you do know that means you made minimum wage this year. And I just, I wanted to vomit. I worked so hard that year. I had staff. I had so much risk and liability. And I took on all that risk and liability to make $15 an hour. Wasn't even $15 an hour, right? Most importantly, I really wanted to finish projects from beginning to magazine-worthy photographs. Is that too much to ask, right? If you see yourself getting published, what needs to happen before that is a super happy client who lets you photograph the room, right? And I was too frequently being let go on the project before we got to those magazine-ready photographs. For me, project success means happy clients, magazine-worthy projects, robust profitability, reliable trades and suppliers, an active client pipeline, and confidence. That's what each and every one of us deserves and desires, I'm sure of it, when we launch our own businesses. I know you're talented. I know you work hard. It's simply not enough. We have to create repeatable systems to run the business or the business runs us into the ground. That's the bottom line. There's nothing we teach here at Business of Design that I don't use in my business right now, this moment, on real projects with real clients and real budgets. So this is not theory for me. And I don't teach Business of Design because I'm selfless. And I don't teach Business of Design because Business of Design is wildly profitable. I teach Business of Design because I know Talking about this on a regular basis keeps me following the path I've created for myself. Otherwise, I fall back into chaos. Systems are the solution, but I forget that sometimes because my creative monkey brain takes over. Designers are some of the hardest working people I have ever met. We deserve to enjoy the perks that other business owners enjoy. When we look at a mature and thriving business, One thing is clear, there is a business owner at the top of that business who is thriving. That means as a mature business owner, I can choose which tasks I want. I can outsource or assign the other tasks to someone else. They are the responsibility of someone else. I can rely and lean into the systems that I have. And when I hire someone to help me, they can lean into those systems. They're written down. There's a process for them to follow. Confidence is gained not by time in the game, but by being able to lean into systems which work every single time. 
Once I stopped relying on luck and magic, right, I was able to turn myself over to a systematic, structured set of procedures, and I was able to consistently satisfy my clients. I have a robust repeat and referral business. I don't need to market my business. I have only occasional conflict with trades. I have rare conflicts with clients. I make far fewer costly mistakes and errors because there are checklists for everything we do. I complete projects on time and on budget. I have a mature, competent, consistently reliable team of people who help me do my work, staff. I make a lot of money. I used to be embarrassed about that. You know, I went from being embarrassed I didn't make any money to being embarrassed that I make a lot of money. I know it's important for you to hear that that's possible because I didn't think it was possible and it took me a long time to get there. Now we have Business of Design members who are also making a lot of money. Game on. We are pushing each other. There's no question about it. And the most important thing, I love my work today. I was one foot out the door at the point I hired a business coach. I thought, this is too hard. You can't do it. I'm never going to get there. And today, I love my work. I love my clients. I've even become friends with some of my clients, but never, never before the job is finished and we have developed a sense of trust and partnership together. Then friendship can take hold, not before. If you're running a mature business, you are the lead on projects. And if you're not the lead on the total project, you are the lead on the portions you're involved with, right? Some people say, I'm not the lead on the project because I get hired by an architect or the builder. Great. But you're the lead on everything you bring to the table, right? You're the lead on the window treatments and all the things you're responsible for. If you're running a thriving, mature business, your design fees are paid on time without fuss. That is a problem I had to solve years ago, and today I'm so grateful I don't even think about it. If you're running a mature, thriving business, you have holiday time off, vacation time off, weekends off. Whatever schedule you set for yourself, you can easily protect that schedule. And you have more energy and more time and more passion to do better work creatively. Today, I can rely on the fact that every project I begin is a project I will complete. I promise you that wasn't my story in 2000. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals, full stop. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time and you haven't yet taken the plunge, if you haven't jumped into membership, I truly hope you will join us. We have a linear process for completing, decorating, and renovating projects on time and on budget. It's a simple process to follow, and it's been field tested by design professionals just like you in more than 50 countries. Let us show you how to close more client sales, how to eliminate cash flow problems, how to collect money with ease, how to run a job site and manage trades, how to attract your ideal clients, how to turn your clients into brand ambassadors, how to run those projects in a linear, organized fashion, how to increase profit margins, how to bill for more hours than you ever have before, how to complete every single job you start, and how to earn money that you never dreamed you could possibly earn. I'll tell you what we can't teach you, how to decorate. You already know how to do that. 
But you can't do that if you cannot also run the projects. Everybody, thanks for being here. I look forward to having you on the podcast when you share your superpower, what works for you, or how you transformed your business. You know I mean this sincerely. Wherever you are in your business, you are not alone. We've all been there. Don't struggle on your own. Don't imagine everybody else is doing great and you're the only one not doing great. Put yourself in a circle of thriving business professionals. Join us for the retreat. Join us for the Australian two-day intensive. We can change your business and your life. It won't hurt a bit and you'll be so happy you jumped on board. I want 2023 to be your best yet. Thanks for listening and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.